three, two, one. Hello. And hello. welcome to hello. Who's that? Sorry. Oh. That's okay. <laughs> it jumped on a sweet. Take two. Take two. <laughs> welcome to a very professional podcast. A new podcast. Uh, all about us, all about the club. Tannalorn. Tannalorn? Yeah, yeah Tannalorn. Okay. Or Taylorn. Or Tan. Eh, Lorne. Yeah. Does, does anyone else want to have a go at pronouncing it? <laughs> it's all good. Our club. Is, someone, is someone eating loudly? Oh, this is. Sorry, it's this me is... again. <laughs> <laughs> He's sucking on a mint. This is the. You just just stop doing random things. Hang on, I'll put myself on mute for a minute. This is the sort of professional quality that you should expect as a listener. No, this Uh, isn't. Is this the. Is this the take? This isn't. And that's it. So. These may or may not be regular people who who, who record on the podcast, so I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. I'm Comrade. I'm Guy. Should I introduce myself more than that? Or yeah, I think so, Guy. Yeah. That doesn't... Okay, okay. So, um... Speed dating. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, my name's Guy. Um, I've only been a Wargamer for about three years, uh, but I've been at Tannerorn for the past year and a half, something like that, two years, maybe a year and a half. Uh, I, used, I used to go to uh, Games Workshop a fair bit as a kid. Um, I had a couple of friends who had armies, but I would just go along and just like buy one or two models that were like, that was, you know, hot at the time kind of thing. Uh, so I never actually had an army as a kid. So uh, it's very much like... Um, brand new to this whole thing um but i did spend lots of time reading white dwarf and imagining having an army so now that i uh, actually have a salary now i can can actually buy myself an army and play so a lot of it is about nostalgia my fa- favorite mod- models are all the ones that um i had when i was a, or that I, I wanted to have when i was a kid um so i mainly play kings of war that's the game that i've like spent most time playing and i've and I listen to a podcast about and that I ran a cam- campaign for uh, that you'll hear about later in the episode. Recently, I've been playing a bit of Middle Earth Strategy Battle Game in preparation for John's campaign, which is coming up next week. And yeah, that's that's me, I guess. I guess, I, I guess my main focus would be like in terms of the club is trying to like trying to expand it out and be inclusive to other other people and expand the community like like you see with, with with the board games community which has gone into the mainstream recently and that, that's what i want to get with wargaming so um yeah that's me guy i'm almost i was almost crying then when it was like a story about how you wanted toy soldiers but couldn't have that <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i did i did have toy soldiers but they were all just never like matched each other so it was just foolishness on my on my part and Random collections. Yeah, exactly. I spent a lot of time converting random things together, just because none, nothing really matched. But anyway, yeah. Nigel. Uh, yeah, I'm Nigel. Uh, <laughs> so 
gets out of the way straight away. <laughs> I, I I rarely paint. So one of the running jokes is that <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I've got nothing painted despite being a war gamer for oh, nearly 30 years. <laughs> that's shameful <laughs> i thought I, I saw i thought i saw a ghost that you painted recently like uh, yeah yeah so i'm you... averaging i think i'm averaging about one model every two years or did you just see a ghost guy i i've just i i'm just a war gaming magpie so i think i've got models for loads of different games uh, enjoy playing lots of different games, uh, war games, coming board games, involved in Guy's King's War campaign that you'll hear about, which was great fun, and playing lots of Middle Earth at the moment. Recently went towards a War Machine tournament, the Welsh Masters in Cardiff. Uh, was playing Mordheim on Sunday, so just, yeah, lots of different games. I think just, I think what mo- most like doing is telling a story through, through, the, through the hobby, I think. So that's what I try and do, but I just need to get around to painting it. So yeah, John, just wait, wait, just one minute, Nigel. Um, yeah, you you love introducing people to game systems, new game systems as well, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so for anybody that's listening, still <laughs> there'll be two running jokes. One is me not having any painted models, or certainly not any painted armies. The second one will be me being really bad at giving people intro games, and this is all to do with a game of relic nights with Nick, where yeah, <laughs> it it didn't go. I kind of forgot myself. I got a little bit overexcited. Uh, but yeah. Bit competitive. Me. Sorry? Bit competitive. Or... Uh, yeah, I just got a bit carried away with what my models could do. So I didn't really think about... I mean, I, you know, it takes... I, part of me wants to say it takes two to tango, but I don't know what next year <laughs> <that would be. laughs> I mean, I don't know if you've ever taught like a petulant child. Um... Tosser. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so anyone want to buy any uh, Relic Knights stuff? <laughs> Still. Yeah. Go on, Dean John. I've been playing ooh, on and off for maybe kind of 10, 15 years. I kind of played quite a lot as a teenager, took a bit of a break at university, and kind of got back in the hobby in my mid-20s. I'm quite lucky that I kept a lot of my miniatures, so some of the stuff that I painted when I was younger I can still use, which is, you know, I don't really, really paint anything, but I don't have the same problem as Nigel. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Not as that. extreme a problem. <laughs> I kind of, I really got into the hobby because, partly because I love Lord of the Rings, my first game was Middle Earth, but also a massive history buff and love kind of strategy and the politics and uh, the kind of military side. So I, I kind of, those are things that draw me to it, um, particularly uh when guy came to club and introduced me to kings of war that kind of those blocks of warriors that fight you know like alexander the great or the romans it just i just love that sort of thing mm. that's me have you, have you thought of getting into historical war games i have going, going, going full neck beard boring <laughs> 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 and uh and you'd have to take up pipe smoking yeah yeah drink great. drink mead Dick. Sorry, I'm still eating. Um, <laughs> yeah, my main thing is the hobby, really. I like the painting, the building of the stuff, unlike some people. 
I've been doing it for about longer than I'd care to remember, really. Oh, uh, look, look, he won't give he won't give it away. Well, I've been doing it for about three years. <laughs> 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 On and off. Times that by ten and add uh, it. You're like a woman, Nick. Nobody <laughs> won't give your age away. Yeah, but if everyone was the same, it'd be boring. <laughs> not everyone would be like Nigel, do they? <laughs> yeah, I like all the games. I play all the games. I play loads of games, mainly with Comrade, really. <laughs> no, I don't want to play with Nigel because he's crap. <laughs> games. Um, but really, like what John said, it's all about you know the the uh, the tactics of it all, the historical stuff. It's all really interesting, I think. Anyway, nerd. That's pretty much me. Yeah, I'm a nerd. We're all nerds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did, you, did you used to work at uh, Games Workshop, Nick? Yeah. Years Pro ago. painter. Pro painter, Nick. Yeah. I've been in White Dwarf a couple of times. Have you? Awesome. Yeah. You should find some pictures. Well, I'm sure you must you, have pictures of it. You like store manager of the month or something? Yeah. Centre spread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Calendar geek. <laughs> In the days when you were allowed to smoke in shops as well. Yeah, when I started with big oh. earrings. So nothing's changed then? No. <laughs> I'm thinking, how did Nick ever become a manager? Times were desperate. <laughs> it was more relaxed then. Winter was coming. So the idea behind this podcast is basically just to, to, to sort of promote the club and promote the people who are involved at the club uh, and promote what we're doing at the club and promote gaming and lots of promotion, basically. <laughs> Conrad, um, you've got to introduce yourself, mate. I mean, everyone, everyone knows, knows me, are, so I don't but... bother. I don't... <laughs> I'm Conrad. Uh, I've been wargaming probably a little bit longer than Nick. Forever. I think I was. I invented wargaming. No, I didn't. <laughs> I think you did. Uh, I was around for first edition Warhammer Fantasy Battle. That probably helps date me a little bit. Been gaming probably about what, what, 14, 24, 34, 44, 54, 43 years. There you go. Uh, Same as Nick. Probably <laughs> off by one or two years, I'd say. <laughs> Oh, and what's, the old what's this fantasy battle? I never heard of it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, well, before my that. time. <laughs> say that now. It's called Ninth Age now, isn't it? Isn't it called Kings of War? Kings now? of War. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah something like that. It's called Ninth Age now. Oh. I was around before dice were invented. <laughs> <laughs> when they used to use abacuses to do the stats. <laughs> <laughs> And before the dawn of the internet, and electricity, actually, to be fair. We used to be, yeah, the play-by-mail was by was play-by-pigeon in those days. Oh, my God. <laughs> I could go on, but I'm not going to. Don't go, to stop. I play everything. I'm not as much of a magpie as I used to be, but I have still got a garage full of stuff that I need to get rid of. So if anyone wants some stuff, please come and uh, contact me. (laughs) But 
in about 2000. Are we agreed it's 2000? Yep. Uh, yeah, go on then. I got involved in GW's tournament gaming. Uh, GW were the only... Well, I was involved with GW Games, basically, because they were the mainstream gaming face of public gaming as such, even though there was uh, obviously historical still going on around there, but they they were in your in your uh, they were not as interesting to me as fancy because that's where my core interests were. So I got involved in playing fancy battle and I got involved in going to my first GW tournament and it was what were they called? Grand tournaments, weren't they, back in mm. those days? Yeah. Uh, I think they were in uh, line. There's a lot of different names, weren't they? I think they started as grand tournaments, but there was, and I think, I remember going to Leicester University, and it was my first ever event away. I couldn't get into the Fancy Battle event, but I got into the Necromunda event, because that was all they had places for. But it just opened my eyes to sort of tournament wargaming, and the social side of things more than anything else, for the first time. And I realised as I played a few more fantasy battle events that I needed to practice, basically. I needed to play more fantasy rather than once in a blue moon. So I decided to try and get a club together and thus was formed Tanalorn back in 2000. It sort of started in a church hall in um, East London. Uh, And I think it was bi-weekly at the time possibly even monthly where in um, east london was it it's in wanstead oh yeah yes very very uh, green and posh place and it's just blown blew up out out it, it was really really um a popular club you know we had about 40 or 50 mem- members in that in during that sort of first five six years and then as people sort of go away from gaming and discover rock and roll and women and drugs and people take our 40k players and uh, move <laughs> create create their own new club <laughs> we've had members come and go like nigel nigel came and went as well mm, he discovered ladies <laughs> no, no. <laughs> i think just 2000 that long ago <laughs> Yeah, no, no, Nigel's a returning member because he, uh, he was, he came back, he joined as a boy and came back as a, a man, man, <laughs> a bigger boy. <laughs> no, to be fair, I think that, I think Nigel might have uh, had a bad intro game experience, which marred him for the rest of his life. And he, he never came back. Uh, it took him many years of therapy to sort of get over it. But it, revenge. It, it resurfaces every now and then when he has to give intro games because it's, yeah. like, it's, like, it's like a twitch basically yeah I, I had I remember playing this guy at my first game of Hordes and War Machine I was super excited to see what everything did and I had all these scrap thralls that that, <laughs> <laughs> that blow up and anyway the guy I was playing um, he unbeknownst to me it's really stuff that could deploy like in my half of the table <laughs> and this stuff just started shooting my scrap dogs and they all just you know in oh what's it kingmaker where all the people's heads explode and they just and it sets off a chain reaction it was, it was like that so 
after his first turn, because he had the first turn, um, <laughs> I had like half an army left, just. Uh, so that I, I, I don't know why I stuck actually with it after that game. I don't know why I carried on playing, but I did for some reason. But yeah, that was that was good fun. <laughs> any any comment? It wasn't an intro game. <laughs> it bloody was. I, I, I think. I think. Keeping that. <laughs> I think. I think you learned something from that game, though, Nigel, didn't you? Not, not, not to have your scrap trolls so close to each other. <laughs> So, so I, I give Nick a bad intro game and I get the blame. Nick gives me a bad intro game. I didn't realise it was Nick. <laughs> that <laughs> wasn't an intro game. Bloody yes, was. You'd already really kn- you knew how to play. But whatever. <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> you still, and you still got the same list. <laughs> that is true. And it still ain't painted. Oh! <laughs> and it's the, and it's the same scratch-all model. If there yeah. is anybody still listening to this podcast, this <laughs> is all it's going to be. Just as I say, there might be the odd good anecdote, but it's generally this kind of rubbish. Abuse. <laughs> That's going to get edited. <laughs> anyway, should we? Um, you... So briefly, moving nineteen years yeah. later, we've moved <laughs> venues. What? Twice now? Three times, I suppose. Really. Three times. Yeah. So we moved from. As is as is want with uh, the trials and tribulations of a club, uh, venue prices go up. Uh, so we had to move to um, what was it called? Uh, the ex-servicemen's club in Leighton's prestigious Leighton Stone. No, we went somewhere else before then. No, we went we went to service club after after um, St Gabriel's. Did it start in St Gabriel's? It started in St Gabriel's, yeah. That's another club you went you went to, Nick. No, it ain't. Splitter. That's technically... Oh no, no. Perhaps we were in um perhaps we trialled uh We tried that sports place. No, it was a little sort of community centre thing, didn't yeah. we? I don't think we'd no, we never went there, Nick, I don't think. We, 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 ran, we ran an event there, but we did look to potentially move there, but we couldn't organise it. We ended up, ended up going to the ex-servicemen's club next. Mm. Had a good... Maybe Nick just went there by himself a few times. I'm sure Nigel had a, a was going to go to Nigel's score at one point, but that just let us yeah. down again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even can't even remember, Nick. This is all, <laughs> he's so confused. <laughs> <laughs> Then we ended up in where what, what area are we in now? Stratford. 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 Yeah. East London with a company called EXP who folded I think it was two years ago. Um but fortunately they had a sort of an LGS, a local gaming shop involved with them who were on site in EXP called Magic Madhouse and magic madhouse decided to carry on uh, at the same venue and worked Woo-hoo. with us and we are there today at yep. uh, still in we've so moved up to the third floor not, I'm, I'm at home yeah <laughs> <laughs> the club's there but not us we might be there in spirit though yeah magic madhouse local gaming shop and it's it's nice to be to have a home, I suppose, really, because there's been a number of times during that period of time. <laughs> when 
club was just going to disappear, I suppose. Yeah, and it's and actually, despite EXP folding it, it's I think it's grown, hasn't it? You know, so the shop having the shop there is nice. Um, yes. And then I think you've done this a favour. Yeah, and then the you know well we had we had drink at the X Servicemen's Club, but I think we have, have more we have variety at uh, Magic Madhouse. But then also the food going as well. I was there on Sunday and they were doing bacon rolls. It was all very nice. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. So They've got a barbecue going out there, haven't they? Now? They do. Yeah. Yeah. They do. They do oh. boigers. <clears throat> That's they especially for Nigel. I love Magic Madhouse. Magic Madhouse is the way that I discovered Tunnel or I guess EXP at that point was how I discovered Tunnel Lawn. It's just like, it's so airy and light there and obviously like booze available. It's just like, it's perfect. Yeah. Before then, I, I tried it a couple is, of, what? It is airy and light during the day. The The mood lighting in the evening with people who have ageing eyes is potentially not so fun. When you're trying to read Shadespire cards in the evening or, or, or really. board game stuff in the evening, unless you're on the sides with one of the, the extra lightings, it's... um. It, it can be a little bit difficult reading, but that's just us getting older as well. Yeah, well, you and Nick. So I'm, I'm just over the moon with with uh, on our current venue. Hey, it's Tim here from Magic Madhouse London, letting you know that if you're ever looking for anywhere great in London to get a few drinks in, get a few games in, and generally have a lovely time, this is one place to be. That is 60 Days Road, Magic Madhouse London. We have to, you have to find what, what you can that's yeah. affordable and workable and the problem with the war games club is is always going to be storage um, yeah. yeah yeah and yeah. price yeah. yeah yeah sure yeah I'd, I'd give it like an eight out of ten i, I was going to just briefly explain why i chose tannalorn as the club name yeah i didn't play any songs no Tanlon's a. I used to be a big Michael. Well, I still am, I suppose. Michael Moorcock fan. Got to Google that. Yeah. <laughs> it, Hang on, I'm uh, still, I'm still googling the last cultural reference. It's a sort of city that appears in the Eternal Champion novels and books. Of, uh, the Eternal City and like the place where we go to have a bit of a rest, I suppose. So there you go. Tumbleweed is blowing past. Oh no, mm. anyone, anyone there still? <laughs> Yawn. So, what's going on at the club? John. Yeah. John's going yeah. on at the club? What's John's going? campaign. Oh yeah, John's campaign. John, have you forgotten about it? No, uh, I, I, I put an update on the Facebook group this evening. Which no one's liked yet, which was quite upsetting. I'll um, like it for you, John. I couldn't be bothered to read it again. Yeah, <laughs> like. Um, so, we are... On Sunday, we're starting... Middle Earth in Flames campaign. Fully painted. Yeah, that's the minimum requirement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Nigel, I don't know how you're doing. But anyway, uh, so it's based on a campaign that was in a white dwarf probably about 10, 12 years ago. Uh, it's like a hex-based campaign map, and you kind of move around, gather resources, and then fight battles. But like, you know, any of the Total War games... Uh, so we're starting that with some simplifications and some changes. So rather than the four players that White Dwarf suggests, we, we've got 10. So that will be interesting. 
That's going to be an absolute nightmare, John. <laughs> it, it, it's a slow grow campaign, isn't it? It is. So with the White Dwarf version suggests that you kind of start with 300 points, then you can use your resources to grow your armies. But I thought that's going to lead to imbalanced games, and you don't want people turning up and having a terrible time. Everyone no. wants. <laughs> <laughs> No one wants to fight a spirit army. No, uh, shades, shades, shades. Well, if it's fully painted, then there's only going to be two of them on the board, isn't there? <laughs> uh, is it? Is it? Uh, is it narrative? Is it map? Is it? You already said hex based. Hex based. So, so yeah, it's a map, Conrad. Okay. Uh, so you'll all. We'll I thought have we were a... going to throw witch spells at each other or something like that. <laughs> Haven't you read the PDF, Conrad? Well, to be fair guy i have but i've now printed this will be the third time <laughs> i download this pdf possibly the fourth time and then whatsapp nick and say nick i've got you a copy of the rules and nick go cheers mate or thumbs up emoji or power of fist emoji and uh, i'll give it to him and or not give it to him as it because this the last printout that i have is obsolete now, so um, <laughs> another tree dies. I think we have certainly gone through at least a small shrubbery um, in terms of paper output. So this is 400 points, isn't it, son? I'm not 400 pages. Yes, 400 pages. Nick. 300. It changed, didn't it? Sorry, yeah. 300 pages. It's gone I down. Thought John please. said it was the imbalance being 300. I thought we, I thought we agreed we were going to move it. We're not starting on. I thought we'd not starting on Sunday. Yeah, we are. We don't care if you're not there. Oh, oh my God. Nice. I told you, you just, all, I lost the first game. You can just spend Sunday <laughs> reading the... Uh, you the can't video. have the first round without me. No, it's going to be like the Welsh Masters last year where you get two buys, all right? <laughs> I still don't win. <laughs> <clears throat> didn't didn't I, the, I... The last year I ranked... Where in the Welsh Masters? So we're talking about Middle Earth strategy battle. <laughs> I didn't bring up Welsh Masters, but I'm happy to talk about it. No, not now. No, that'll be no. another episode. Oh, that's funny. Okay, no probs. <laughs> another episode with when uh, Nigel's not on it, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or he can do the whole talking away from the, the the phone so that his voice is really quiet, and then right towards the end of what he's saying come right close up to it so his voice is oh is that what you're doing because <laughs> <laughs> we're we're professionals at this aren't <laughs> <laughs> anyway john we're detracting from your wonderful middle earth strategy oh. <laughs> sorry from the guy that's moaned about having to print 300 pages of rules yeah because <laughs> he's re- reduced it from 400 pages to 300 pages <laughs> Oh no, that was the points, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Though so I don't think Treebeard will be very happy with me if you've been printing that much. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should have known you'd kill trees considering you play Isengard, Conrad. <laughs> very, very good, John. <laughs> um, yeah, so the plan is that we, we've got this, we've got a map, um, and well, I've got this, I've expanded the map that Games Virtual gave us, so we've got kind of location for everyone to start and then there's lots of points of resource and we're going to go around fighting each other and slowly build up the points is the map as detailed as guys map um that you handcrafted, hand-crafted. <laughs> it is, it is handcrafted it is handcrafted oh, nice. 
it has squares on it, not hexes. Not hexes? I couldn't what? do hexes, it was too much. It was too much oh. for me. So why do you say it was a hex-based map? I defended you, John. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading the rules here, and it says it's a hex-based campaign. Oh, God, don't do that. No, that means there's going to be another... The old edition of the rules. <laughs> that's going to be another <laughs> version now. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's version That's version 1.5a, Guy. Oh, sorry. You need you need 1.6b. I just downloaded this one. When, how, how did it be <laughs> like? it's, probably, it's probably cached, Guy. Oh, yeah. From yesterday when you downloaded it. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing we've just come out of is a Kings of War campaign, which we, we've we got a section on talking about it at the back end. There's the second half of this podcast. What else have people been up to? Not, no, no, club club and hobby-wise. I've been learning, um, learning middle-earth strategy game. <laughs> no, yeah, I've been learning Spanish at the club and Middle Earth but, uh, strategy battle game. So it's like the first time that I've been playing it. Played it, played maybe three games now in the past, maybe well, a few months, I guess. But but yeah, I'm really I'm really looking forward to the campaign. Like just trying to get my head around how all the mechanics work when it's so like the the format of it in terms of each player having a phase is totally alien to me like i'm so used to you go i do that um trying to be able to predict what's going to happen in the next turn or even later in the same turn is is totally alien to me so that so i've been that's what i've been doing is trying to get my head around that really it's yeah it's just i think it's been it's said a lot but it is a simple to learn difficult to master game i think john john you and i have been playing the same arm basically the same armies against each other for years right and we're still Although the new edition has obviously changed things up a gear, we we're still learning things about our armies. Yeah. Yeah. So I. No, I was just going <laughs> to say sorry. No, like I think, and John and I went to a tournament. We went to Ardacon this summer, and I think John um, played uh, in more of it than I did. But I think we both we thought we knew the game. And what's amazing, you go to a tournament, and then you see what other people are doing with their armies and the rules and whatnot. And it's just like, okay, I never thought of that. Mm. Would, would agree, John, or? Yeah, I'd agree with that, kind of. And I said, we, we all went to um, a Middle-Earth Middle Earth event at Harlow, didn't we? Uh, yeah, not me. Club, club near, oh yeah, apart from Guy. Four of us went. Four of us who are here now. Did, were you successful? Did you win? I can't remember actually. <laughs> I, I was quite successful. I not. <laughs> John, John, John did the best. I did the worst, so I got the spoon. Yeah, yeah. So we have a tradition oh. of of the club wooden spoon, where if three kind of people who are related to the club go to an event, the same event, the lowest club related player wins the club wooden spoon. Yep. <laughs> which I currently have, having. Won it twice in probably the last three weeks, actually. <laughs> uh, but I'm looking forward to the Middle Earth campaign because uh, it's going to be fun. We've got lots of people as well involved in it. Yeah, so John and I had a great game on no Friday. No A uh, great game on Friday evening, and there were two guys getting their armies ready behind on the table behind us, so that was cool. So we're painting um, them. Sorry? Painting them. I'm not going to grace that with a response. No, I'm, was they paint, I'm serious. Was they painting their armies? No, they were assembling, actually. Assembling. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, 
so yeah it was like a I think what the guy we spoke to John's playing I forget his name he's playing Damien's playing uh, Army of the Dead Army of the Dead yeah and the other guy looked like he had a Minister of Force so yeah is he playing the legendary Army of the Dead Army or the (laughs) rule book one I don't know we didn't ask yeah Um, but I, I mean 300 points if you bring the legendary legion I'll be surprised. You probably won't have very much. So, no. I, yeah. Can you just about what's what's the minimum requirement? Was you have to have Aragorn, so that's half your points gone. And then, and then King of the Dead. You might have to. Which you is don't not. have to have the King of the Dead, do you? Oh, you don't. Don't. I don't think so. I think Aragorn's the only. Oh, so you could play it. So you could Aragorn and ten Warriors of the Dead, roughly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> this is good, this campaign, because this is making me paint my stuff for Ardacon. I said, this campaign's good because it encourages me to paint stuff for Ardacon. Yeah. Sorry, Nick, are you breaking up? Did you did you say something? It might no. be. It's, me. it's, me. Sorry. it's my connection. <laughs> Nick? It's, yes. It's Nigel's got the crap connection, not me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I've been doing no painting, but I have been building because I'm going to Ardacon this year. And one of the events at Ardacon is a doubles game. So Nick and, Nick and myself are... <clears throat> champions. Cha- well, we are the champions of the world. <laughs> um, uh, Middle Earth Strategy Battle Game. We are the doubles champions of nothing. Most events. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having to build some... Well, I'm not having to. I've chosen to build some minus tirith stuff. Uh, so my painting has come to a halt for a bit after <clears throat> having quite a lot of been doing quite a lot of painting um, on the lead up to the Welsh Masters, which is a Hordes War Machine um, steamroller rent. And I was trying to get fully painted for that, but didn't quite manage it. But as soon as I got back, I was straight on to the next thing that we need to paint or I need to paint. And that's the Lord of the Rings figures that I've got. So I've got Isengard, as uh, John may have alluded to with his witty quip. Oh, thanks, Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was going to get edited out. Yeah, <laughs> I was hoping it would. <laughs> and uh, I've decided that... So Lord of the Rings events, normally... It, well, not normally. It is nice to have both a good and evil army so that you can, when you have a, a match-up, you can play one or the other force depending on your opponent, I guess. I don't know how it's actually worked out, really. Um, so I suppose this is a way of building uh, a decent good force as well in terms of army size, not decent as in play, playability because I don't know what I'm doing with them. But it will be a way of getting a doubles army for uh, to go with Mr. Mr. Nicholas's uh, Rohirrim. <laughs> which no, is, I haven't heard of this. Well, it's the way that uh, Tolkien, Tolkien wanted it pronounced. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> That's <laughs> unsure. What are you up to then, Nick? What are you doing apart from painting? Am I doing painting? That's all I'm doing, painting. Oh, okay. I'm literally just painting all my Rohedon. What, as we speak? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, where does the washing machine come into it? That's in the <laughs> other room. Oh, okay. I thought it was some sort of. That's my brush cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to go back into my hold stuff and paint Just that. Just put some null oil in the top of it. Yeah, go on, yeah, and? 
and put all the all the models inside it and then put it on spin. I mean, that's no <laughs> usual. Yeah. Sounds like, Nigel, you sounds, like a, sounds like a plan. And then what you do is you pick them out of the overflow because that's where they come out because <laughs> they've got stuck. <laughs> and they're all spun dry. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think that's it. Uh, the rest of the podcast is about the Kings of War campaign. Enjoy. Enjoy. Yes, indeed. I'm here with one Mr. Morgan Freeman asking him about his opinion about what the best game store in London is to hang out, maybe have a few drinks. Morgan, what do you think? Well, Tim, that's a fine question. And while I would love to pontificate over quite some time, about this particular question. In this case, it's easy. The answer is Magic Madhouse London. Hello and welcome to this um, to this exclusive recording from the London studio. Uh, we have um, Guy on the call. Who else have we got on the call today? Uh, there's Conrad. There's Nick. There's John. Uh, and there's Nigel. Oh, well done. Well done, everyone. Uh, so today we're we're just going to have a chat about a, um, a campaign that we've been run, running recently at Tannelawn War Games Club in London. Uh, it's the uh, the Isle the Lost Isle of Valandar Quest for the Fenulian Mirror, which uh, is the campaign which Greg from Unplugged Radio wrote and that we've been running since September last year, and we just finished it last month. Just a bit of an intro about what the campaign was. It's the Kings of War campaign, obviously. We so the campaign uh, is written as just a ten-week campaign, but I modified it into a slow slow grow campaign, and we've been we've been playing it from 750 points up to I think about 1800 points. So we shall we start with introductions about who who each of the generals were that we played as and the forces that we played as. So um, I I was the the GM and I didn't take part in the campaign but um but i uh every so often (laughs) well every so often i I felt like a need the need to ambush one of the generals um if they're getting too big for their boots boots or something like that so um so i played as the mage queen who would come out every so often give give the uh the other generals good talking to and um see them off in battle uh conrad me i played uh, a dwarf force do you remember the name of your general? It was Thagred Broadmain, and uh, the history behind his sort of um, the reason for him being on the Isle was that he was looking for his long lost brother, as you do if you are a dwarf with a beard and find yourself stuck on the Isle of what was it called again? Valor. 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 It's only been seven months. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Moving swiftly on. Please. (laughs) Who was next? Nick? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Sorry. (laughs) Yes, I played the herd and uh, my general was called Me Max. And he was there because he didn't have anything else to do at the time. Lame. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. <laughs> that, was me. that was me. It can't yeah. really go in. It can't really go in in, in uh, alphabetical order because there's like three ends anyway. <laughs> I think we've lost alphabetical order by now. Go on, Nigel. Uh, Nigel, yeah. My 
general was, uh, well, I've not played Ratkin, and my general was Nikhil uh, Redstorm, uh, Warlock Seer Nikhil Redstorm, uh, and he led the Red Storm. <laughs> no heckling, please. Uh, yeah, and he was attempting to find as many shards of the mirror to create a uh, devious weapon with which to bring about the the rats the Ratkin revolution. There we go. Yeah. Nice. Did did someone just draw a blind or a curtain or something? <laughs> <laughs> no. Me. Wasn't that you pulling up your pants, Conrad? Sorry, yes, yes. My chainmail okay, pants. Moving yeah. on again. Moving John, on. John. Have you forgotten to get dressed again? John, <laughs> please. All right, I better kick off before it gets any more X-rated. <laughs> so I I play an abyssal force, um, led by Constantius the Magnificent, who is an abyssal champion, Ooh. who's a rising star in the abyss, and is an all-round bad boy. Um, thank title. <laughs> Uh, and he likes killing particularly rats, but um, pretty much everything that he can get his hands on. You only beat me once. Normally... What? <laughs> I said you only beat me <laughs> once. Uh, but generally you beat everyone else as well several times, I seem to remember. No. <laughs> yeah, so we did, we did have some other players who sadly can't be with us today. Yeah, that's right. We're, so we're, we can't... we're not interested in, uh, in being with us. I'm surprised, really. Well, we had we had uh, six players out, but one so one person dropped out because they had a baby, which is fair enough. So that was George, who were, had had a a uh, Varangur force. Can I, uh, can I just correct you there? George didn't have the baby; his wife had his baby. Had the baby. Oh, oh, okay. <clears throat> thank you, Conrad. Thank you. Uh, and we had uh, we had Sebastian, who who ran a, an Empire of Dust force, and. And we had Evan, who ran a uh, another Abyssal's Force. That's it, right? I'm not forgetting anyone. No. No. Good. <laughs> All right. All right. So, yeah, the reason I ran this campaign to start with is because if you cast your minds back to September of uh, 2018, what was going on, apart from Brexit, obviously, uh, we, we there wasn't much going on in the Kings of War scene in uh, in 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 the, uh, the Channel War Games Club. Um, or in London in gen- general, actually, I was a bit desperate for people to play against. Friends. So, oh, yeah, he, he has no friends. That's why. <laughs> Is that what you call them? Yeah. Uh, associates. So, yeah, associates. <laughs> I just thought. So I heard about this campaign, and I just thought, well, if I can get people to play it, then maybe by the end of the campaign, they'll be good enough at Kings of War that I'll actually get a decent game in every so often. Whether or not that was a success. Is still open to question, but but certainly like there's more people playing Kings of War now in East London uh, that there weren't before. Shall we talk a bit about the four? You're like Charles the First guy planted his standard. Oh, there we go. yeah, that's that's who I was, that's who I, I was I'm, trying to emulate. Actually. Yeah, I'm fresh that's from me. Winchester, so I'm full of Civil War. So you were you were Charles the First planting his standard, and we all gathered. Yeah. Yeah, well, that that's that was actually I, I had Charles the first in mind when I started this campaign. Get off! You got the same hair. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so being attacked by the dog now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? We've got another another person Fuck on the call. Another uh, creature on the call. He just broke in my room. <laughs> Is everything under control? Bit me foot. <laughs> Sorry, okay. sorry, carry on. You Next. might have to 
apologise for some of that language there, Guy, as the... I, I make no apologies. <laughs> so, um, in terms of the format of the campaign, so it was a narrative <clears throat> campaign, it was a map-based campaign as well, so the format would be that you you can, each person would have a turn, uh, so each month there would be a turn for each person, and you would move your, uh, your general about on this map, and... Uh, if you bumped into other generals, you'd have a battle, and you'd get if the if you won the battle, then you'd get to explore the the terrain and would have this some narrative um, some kind of yeah, uh, narrative encounters uh, with whatever was going on in that in in that map tile. Like one thing that I found about this campaign was that it was very much driven by just basically trying to get everyone together into the to the to the club at, at one time, uh, one day a month. Sometimes, it, sometimes they would have to be split if people couldn't make it. But trying to get people in the same room together and just playing games. So to, to that extent, it wasn't really. It there wasn't so much a strategy behind like people moving their forces about in different places. But it was much more just like you would move so that you could just have a battle and have a bit of a laugh on the games day. Uh, what do people think about like that kind of the way that we played it in that way where the map it wasn't so much like um, a game in itself but it was just it just kind of created a mechanism to play play other people well i i thought it was uh it was a good way of in um with the, the slow grow aspect of the campaign the map was a, a way of facilitating the club the people involved in the campaign meeting and also a way of playing each other possibly once or twice and and actually having a game of kings of war um so i thought it was it was good uh, there was an element of sort of trying to play in theme certainly for me anyway i don't know if others felt the same but no i liked it i liked the fact that there was it was a low maintenance Apart from all the paperwork, uh, no, there was, it's a low maintenance um, campaign, so there was not a load of record keeping. It wasn't you didn't have to agonise over map movement or or whatever. We were there to ha- all have some fun and play some Kings of War and learn learn more about Kings of War and each other's armies as well as our own. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with Conrad. I think it worked really well for, you know, it was a, a slow grow campaign. It was about really just playing games of kings of war i think if we were going to run another campaign then the the map would be could become more strategic but i think the map worked really well it gave us a hook and i think as conrad said you know people generally played in character i know i might you know nasty ratkin hung around the was it the dark forest a lot so oh yeah uh, yeah bloody dark forest (laughs) in fact they really moved from there but i think the map served just to to bring about to to give a, a a basic narrative I think to the battles that we were playing, and I think if we did a second campaign, then we'd look at being a bit more strategic and what have you. Yeah, I mean, uh, one other thing that the different map so in the different map tiles you would if you if you had a battle there they would they would have certain effects on the battle. There were hidden dangers if you moved through map tiles, certain map tiles like Conrad. I know that you're that Thagred spent a lot of time getting uh, ambushed by bandits and losing every shot of the mirror that yeah, you the, the ever bird bandits. Yeah, the bird bandits. Like every shot of the mirror that you ever managed oh, to Oh, no, no, that was a up. spoiler alert there, Guy. You see? Oh, sorry. Yeah, 
just just because you don't you don't collect shards of the mirror doesn't mean you're a loser, yeah. does it? No. Oh, are you no. okay, comrades? That because that was that was a bit harsh. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm weak, Pete. I'm weak. <laughs> but that's just me being old. Yeah. But another, like another aspect was so, uh, for example, I remember in the, I think it was the first games day. Uh, the, the some Nick uh, Nigel played on the in the Goblin Hills, and they absolutely destroyed both armies. That, yep. that, like, so, what do you mean both? Hold on, what's well, this both business? No, no, they destroyed was, my th- army. They I seem were. to remember they did like the most damage out of like either any of the, either army like throughout the game, just well, simply because I'd forgotten that the campaign was written for two thousand points and we were at seven hundred and fifty <laughs> points at that point. So <laughs> no, it worked. It, it was fine. It was fine. The thing is, it was about um, playing the campaign in the spirit, and you know that that yeah that early game. I mean, Sebastian outplayed me anyway, but I think. The goblins just helped soften me up, and then I think he <laughs> rolled in and <laughs> routed yeah. the rest of the ratkin, who, uh, yeah, unsurprisingly fled because that's what rats do. But I think the the effects of each tile on the battle, so the tactical effects were really interesting. I th- certainly think so. In Conrad's of my later game in the uh, swamp, um, I think uh, the that's a it stopped units from activating on a, from moving on a roll of one. Um, and I do, uh, you know, and that affected both of us, but I think I would say, especially Conrad. And I think actually, if it hadn't been for certain key units, not being able to move, Conrad would have definitely, um, I think pretty much tabled me. Um, I don't know if you agree, Conrad. No, I don't. I disagree completely. Yeah, no, of course I would. Surprise. Of course I would. Of course I no, I think, I, I think uh, I would have caused problem on on one of your on the right side of the, the right flank and uh yes i don't yeah. think it's a it's a done deal because at the end of the day it's a game of dice but um i think I, it would have definitely gone a bit more my way but yeah but that's part well, of that was part of the the fun of the camp like funning in air quotes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I distinctly remember strong winds um oh, yeah. being in one of my games and I have a flying unit and I think it was against was it John? It was game wasn't it Conrad? Yeah and uh, we had pro- we both had problem with wind basically and uh, <laughs> it, it, you want to it rephrase was, that? It two was hours painful yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you just discovered um, allied Elohi, Elohi hadn't you Conrad so I think that was fair enough that you you got a bit of a, a nerf there on those. I, I discovered uh, so many things during the course of the campaign about my 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 own army and other people's forces, and also about the, the actual scenarios that we're playing because we're playing the 2019 stuff, aren't we? Now we were playing yeah. 2018. Um, yeah. So so the way, the, yeah the way that the campaign set up. In, in the original campaign, it, it just had the uh, the straight out of the, out, out of the book ones, um, but we ended up adding in in the second half of the campaign, we added in the the twenty the kings uh, clash kings twenty nineteen uh, the new um, uh, scenarios. But also, yeah, like I, I feel like those um, those extra bits, like the goblins, those winds were, aren't in the original campaign. That was my that was my doing inventing that's your wind is it yeah sorry yeah sorry about that (laughs) it had quite an effect on that games day uh i think like everyone was was like totally 
knackered by the end of that games day with or with like I had these winds that were blowing across the battlefield that would move everyone's unit uh, by like a, like an in, a certain number of inches or something like that every turn. I think I just went a bit power power mad at that point, to be honest. We were thinking of setting up another table to the left of us uh, as everything was moving. <laughs> <that way. laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyone that anyone that thinks that's thinking of running a campaign, you don't have to worry about the terrible winds affecting your uh, campaign, unless you really want them to, in which case you can you can try and get in touch with me, I guess. But um, yeah, the uh, an, another aspect of the campaign was uh, in the kind of that unbalanced it a little bit was in terms of um, ga- gaining experience throughout the campaign, and each of your units would gain a certain number of experience points. So you gain one experience point. If you'd won the battle and your unit was still surviving, that unit would gain an experience point. And if you lost the battle and that unit would still survive, then you would gain two experience points. The idea being that it would kind of, I was hoping, or like, I guess Greg's idea being that it would balance out across people that won a lot of games and lost a lot of games. So to, and then once you gain a certain number of experience points, you would then get a certain, get a, um, a buff, like it might be brutal, uh, brutal or it might be uh, some monsters would get like a breath attack or something like that. And um, the, I guess, so question to Conrad, I guess, uh, who spent the whole campaign uh, losing games. Or, uh, Excuse you, me? One, can you draw <laughs> one game? <laughs> anyway, the, the question being, did you find that you were being outpaced by other generals with their experience points? Uh-huh. And John as well, who won, or actually Nick, who won a disproportionate number of games. How did you, did you find that that was unbalancing your game? I feel your choice of words of being, using the word outpaced in reference to dwarves, quite, uh, <laughs> yeah. quite offensive. Uh, uh, your I age. Think, I, take it back. I think we need to get a quality commission right on that. Sorry, my apologies. My apologies. I think it's a heightest um, slur. Typical elf. No, I don't. I don't. Uh, um, when I play in any sort of campaign, it's about the story and the narrative that's that players forge and the moments that happen on the battlefield. So, or or even during the, the campaign movement parts, you know, because uh, we had a lot of laughs at that point as well. So. You know the fact that my um, my general Thagred Broadmain, only because I've got it written in front of me, uh, ended up with Wind Blast Five, which has got no. I actually, I wonder if he got that after the Windy Windy Pops battle or not. Which I think it was. It was so, yeah, I think it might. I think been. he had it before actually, and he was yellow bellied as well. So you know, it's part of it. You know, it's part of the the narrative of the campaign. I don't know what John and Nick. And Nige think about it. I think. I mean, Nick, I think Nick, had, a bro- Nick had a broken list, didn't you? And by the end of it, so why don't? True. Oh. <laughs> Mine was well balanced. <laughs> what was your What was your giant? Was it a giant or yeah. Rusox, Nick, that had stealthy? Yes. Stealthy. Yeah. He had um, life leash too. <laughs> it was, was fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> that thing was horrible. I don't think no one ever killed him either. No, I've just got this. I've just got this vision of this Brutox with like this sheet over his head. (laughs) (laughs) So no one could see me. So it was was Drax. He spent most of the last battle like hiding behind that obelisk, didn't he? So he picked up some 
like tips throughout the yeah he was playing peekaboo wasn't he that's what yeah. he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah it, it all depended how the alliance was going with john on your right flank wasn't it mm. all right we'll get to that we'll get to that all right. sorry sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, as always yeah i mean in terms of the uh in terms of the uh like the um, encounters that you all had. I mean, that was the thing. You kept rolling really badly, Conrad, obviously, with your yellow-bellied king. And uh, I think, like, John, didn't your... Was it John and Nige, your your generals, kept ending up being seduced by a male voice in the Grim Forest yeah. and getting a shard out of it? Yeah, my, my, um, <laughs> my general had an encounter with the male seductive voice, got a shard... And then he then he had a, a a much less enjoyable encounter with in a halfling's hole. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you ended up like in, in a halfling village, like being greeted by the mayor, and like you rolled like amazingly. You were rolling like a six on the encounter, but then you decided for some reason to attack the mayor of this village. <laughs> And obviously that's going to go terribly. You like you ended up like getting like I think your defense got lower permanently by being did. Like, yeah. getting a cloud of smoke blown at you or something. So, I, well, yeah, no, I mean not to spoil spoiler it for any future uh, future generals <laughs> campaigning on the island, but um, yeah, that could be something to consider. Uh, I did find that there was a lot of double entendres in the in the whole campaign. I don't know if this was um, meant or. Uh, yeah. It was just us, basically. I think it's us. Yeah, it could well have just been us. Right. I, think. I think anybody listening to the last, like, however long we've been talking would say it's just us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, because my, yeah, my general Nikel kept going back to the dark, seductive voice in the forest. Well, it always worked, didn't it? You kept getting shards from yeah, him. Yeah, so true. It's why true. Not? Yes. Why not? Buy one, Buy get me. one free. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's about finding the bargains, really. Lots of bargains to be had on the Isle of Valander. <laughs> Absolutely. So, anyone got any um, any more comments about the like the format of the campaign overall? Any anything that stood out or uh, that you might change next like next time we play it? I think I think like definitely it felt like we were we well firstly we didn't want to end up with anyone not getting a game so turning up and moving their army which is limited to to two spaces on the on the map and not not ending up in a battle and having to go home <laughs> before you've had a battle of kings of war so i think that that you know so like that is that's something probably to think about if you're going to run this campaign in the same way that we did anything else about the format of the campaign that i haven't thought about i think you should have a painting requirement we did have a painting requirement but everyone just ignored it i think <laughs> uh, i think i think you'll find most of my army was painted by somebody yeah. else <laughs> most of mine was painted yeah, John was painted. Seb's was painted. Yeah, Evans was painted. George's painted. George is painted. Guys, 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 painted. Well, no, actually, mine wasn't entirely painted. So, like, yeah, but most we're all going for mostly painted. Yeah, yeah, mostly painted. That's true. Is anybody who was can't think of anyone else really? No. I oh, guess right. so. about no one, no one of any importance. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel, what, what did you go for? A, you went for a special type of paint job, didn't you? Urban. I, I knew. <laughs> see, the thing is, is I knew about 
Can I, am I allowed to mention Czech Games Workshop or not? Yeah. yeah Choose them. Well, it's I too late that. now, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> see, I knew about GW Contrast Paints, so I was prepping my army for that. But I couldn't tell any of you guys because I had to sign a, dis- uh, a, a non-disclosure. So, you know, yeah. yeah. Does that mean they're painted now? <laughs> no, they're not released. Because so. the con- well, not released to you guys, but, you know, I could have them. So, so are, you paint- I, are you fully I, painted then? No. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. He's been, testing, we'll he's, some, been, um... he's been testing them out on his toenails. <laughs> okay, fair dues. Nice. Can, can we put some pictures up of your of your army when this um, on the show notes when this podcast goes out with it fully painted? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Easy, right. yeah, easy. I think going back to the original question before somebody brought up the whole painting issue. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I think no, it, it, I think it worked worked well. I think it there was a strong sense of of narrative. I think, and that's yeah, that's that's what I'd say anyway. Uh, and that kept us coming back for more. I think we haven't mentioned the giant, for example, the giant that lives in his cave. Oh or yeah. Not mention yeah that. Yeah, you could mention him. He he was meant to uh, make an appearance at some point, but. Again, painting, uh, painting limita- limitations <laughs> got in the way, and uh, he never quite made an appearance. I wrote an entire, like, new, like uh, rules for how he could, like... How I'm going to lend you a giant. I think Nick's got a giant. Yeah, did he have stealth and life leech? Uh, no, because that, that's broken. He wasn't uh, a good one. <laughs> Mom was a brutox, actually, not a giant. Yeah. But yeah, like, so Greg wrote these... <laughs> Greg wrote all these rules for for the giant taking part in the battle, and I I had added like a whole page of fluff to it, but never actually ended up uh, playing it. But that's something we can we can do next time. Um, so, I guess so I'm just going to quickly say that for me it was about learning about Kings of War as well, and the for for such a simple rule set, supposedly simple rule set, it's really an elegant rule set, yeah. and we we've all come from. Uh, strong GW fancy battle backgrounds uh, all of us who are around who, who are talking at the moment I think that's including you guys isn't it no mate I, I just got into Kings of War I've only been oh, a, a, oh, right, a yeah. war gamer for like three years now two years something like yeah, that. not not John either I think on it John? yeah I've, I played one game of Warhammer Fantasy Battle I think against you Nigel actually was that no, a school? And that was That's enough. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's done that to other people with other people. <laughs> it, was in, it was an intro game. <laughs> yeah, I painted up my entire arm especially, and I turned up, and Nigel had his entire army on painted, and I thought, oh, well. I'm <laughs> making <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dragging it back. What was the, the title of this podcast? Unpainted. I was going to say, so learning the rules and the intricacies of the rules and the intricacies of, of, you know, simple things like movement, I think, and then layering that with scenarios, it was was really, really interesting and really fun. Yeah. Great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd agree. The opponent's really rubbish, but, you know... What, what do you expect when it's at club level and not like at national competitive, <laughs> yeah, yeah. ultra competitive yeah. level? I guess like for me, like I've I've never been to a tournament. I don't particularly have any any strong wish to get to a tournament or anything like that. I did once buy a chess clock, but 
uh, in preparation for a tournament and then realized that I didn't have time to paint all my models and then played a practice game and ran out of time on turn three, I think. So you weren't up... using the chess clock to give yourself time to paint, were you? That's <laughs> not a good thing to do. No, not even that. But yeah, that ended up getting sold on eBay again. So for me, it was just getting everyone in a room together. That was the key thing. Like that really made for the flavor of the campaign for me. And uh, and that's what I would be looking for if I was going to run a campaign again, is to get just, just once you put six people in a room together, then everyone's just going to have fun. What, you know, whatever, whatever. It's, it's really, people should be asking you, what, how did, you know, your you as the GM in terms of running the campaign and the players involved, what was, what, what did you, how do you think it went? How do you, yeah. well, did you I, enjoy it? I obviously enjoyed it. If I, you know, I kept it going for long enough. Like, uh, usually I, I, I flake within a month or two of committing to something, but, um, but it all, it all went, it all went really well. I, I feel like I got to know lots of people at the club as well. Also like a lot of the pressure, like was off for me because I didn't have to play all the time and when I did get to play I could just I had an excuse just to take a take like the work the, the most broken things and teach someone <laughs> a lesson which is my favorite thing to do um who did also, the mage you know, queen actually play I feel like the mage queen played so I, me. I yeah I played Nick me and Conrad yeah and uh didn't I play you Nigel no no I dodged that bullet. I think I played John, but outside of the campaign. So despite yeah, the campaign, beat me both times. It doesn't didn't count in the campaign. So, I think. So basically, by what you said, it was only Nick, me and Nick who needed to be taught a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> and he was pissed a lot as well. Oh yeah, I did get some feedback on on being pissed uh, on on game days. Uh, when I when I hand out my feedback sheet, that was the only negative comment. <laughs> I wonder if, <laughs> that was uh, me. <laughs> thanks, Nick. Uh, just being honest. Uh, yeah, I guess that, that's not, that was another thing is I just got to uh, got to have a couple of beers and not worry too much about um, about Life. strategizing or anything <laughs> like that. But yeah, it was a super super easy campaign to run. I've never played a campaign, never 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 mind uh, running a campaign. And there was barely any, there was no paperwork basically to do. I just got all of you guys to do all the paperwork for me, which was fine. And then I kept losing bits of it, but it didn't matter. In the end of the day, you know, everyone kind of kept kept track of their own shards and what have you, shards of the mirror. So, so I was, yeah, it was, it was a, it's probably the best, um, best six months of wargaming I've, I've, or seven months of wargaming I've had, uh, just despite the fact that I wasn't playing most of the time. But, um, yeah, it certainly got me painting as well. Finally, like painting up my, my only Kings of War army that's uh, that's got anywhere near the tabletop uh, at the moment. Anyway, so moving on, shall we talk about the final battle? No, uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the campaign pack leaves it totally flexible about what to do in the final campaign. Hello. Such a muppet. What's going on? Right, <laughs> can you hear me? Come in, number it. three. Someone's gone. <laughs> Guy, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Nigel? No, everyone else hear me. Hello? Yeah, I can yes, hear you. I can hear yeah. you. I can hear you. I can hear Nick. I can hear. I can't hear oh, John. I think I'm losing. You're talking to me? The plot? Hold on. He's losing it. He's losing oh, I'm, it. Yeah, I'm losing it. Were well, you losing weight? Can you hear me, guys? <laughs> Sorry? 
he's introduced losing oh. weight. Oh. oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it's all coming out. It really is. <laughs> What's going on? Nigel, have we got you? <laughs> Can you hear me? Put that cake down. Carry on. Can hear you. Stop mugging about. Can you hear us? <laughs> sigh. Okay. So, Conrad, right, do you want to stop recording? Me, Hold on. Can we start again? Okay. I, I'm, you're breaking up, guys. I don't know if it's me. Sorry. <laughs> that was just Conrad taking the piss. Oh my god. Hello? It worked. Hello. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Okay, so um uh so we're back, we're talking about the final game of this of the Kings of War campaign. Um and so the way that we did it Hello, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I think yes, I can. I just thought I'd try and do that again. Oh my god. <laughs> Can you hear me all the way? Okay. <laughs> can everyone hear me? John, yes. I haven't heard from you in a while. John? Wake up. John? Oh, I'm just messing with you. I can oh hear you. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're back and we're talking about the final game in the, uh, in the King's War campaign. So the campaign pack leaves it totally flexible about what you want to do um, for your last games day. But um, I followed the advice that Greg gave in a recent Unplugged Radio episode and went for a free-for-all dominate game. Actually, uh, behind the scenes, the, the day started for me 24 hours earlier when I started working on a terrain piece to represent the dominate circle in the centre. So this is an idea that I got from uh, from the... Uh, giant dwarf podcast where uh, they they've created these mats that are two feet wide so you don't have to worry about measuring from the center of the uh, of the table in the dominate scenario um but obviously i i left it till 24 hours before the last game before i decided to to make one of these things so and it turned out to be a way fucking bigger project than i bargained for like i bought all this foam core stuff it turned out to be uh, waterproof so it didn't hold any paint at all um so about half an hour yeah i know did you did you try spraying it and then it dissolved as well because i've done that one now i tried so this was so about the morning of the of the um of the last games day i i set my alarm clock for seven in the morning so we started at what was it (coughs) i was up at seven seven in the morning Desperately, so firstly, like putting together the this uh, terrain piece, which had no paint on it until about 10 o'clock in the morning. Like the amount of detail that I went into was totally unnecessary. Like, uh, like uh, making all these paving stones out by by uh, scoring the this like two foot wide thing hundreds of times. Um, but then, yeah, so like half an hour before I was due to leave um and nigel's picking me up uh, i was sitting in my bin yard outside my flat uh like desperately trying to so like using up did the you, did you the, say vineyard my bin yard oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, out, outside the front of my terrace flat there's, there's yeah, in like, Tuscany. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah not quite uh so it's on it's on a main road and like i've got like, about 10 foot worth of uh of concrete yard with some bins in them so i'm sat there in my pajamas uh 
like using up the last of my spray paint, desperately trying to get these things to hold some paint. Obviously, like ran out of primer, and like the only way I could get, I worked out I could get paint on this bloody thing was like by dabbing it with um with kitchen towels soaked in this uh in in like uh this acrylic paint that I bought from the from like the local uh craft shop, and so like I was sat out there in my pajamas with just like black hands from all this paint with people walking past in the street it was a a desperate it was a dark time for me but um (laughs) so no police cars went by and then you were in the back of it or anything no no uh my wife came like came out of the house on her way out um and uh she was like is everything okay have you got your keys because i had my just in my pajamas i was like i haven't got time to answer that question what time is it and she because I didn't have my watch on either she was like it's five to eleven so that was five minutes before I was due at at, uh, Nigel's house that's like 15 minutes walk away obviously the gent that he is like he he um he he accepted the fact that I'd completely misused my morning and came and picked me up after that like after I'd had a shower and what have you um yeah thank you thanks Nigel for that anyway so that was the start of my day, uh, my my final games day, and it, it ended up getting it together to some extent. We did have a piece of terrain for the centre, and it did. It was like kind of grey. It was grey. It looked great. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Um, I guess the next thing would be uh, you picking me up, and then me sitting in the in the car on the way to the uh, to the store, um, sticking tufts onto the. Uh, onto the little um, trophy that I'd made that uh, had like a little mirror on it and like different, like a a rock and a tree and a bunch of bushes and stuff like that. But um, was just, what's that? That was very cool. No, the trophy yeah. was lovely, I thought. Well, thank you very much. But like, I am pleased that you told me like just when I was getting the super glue and a spray can of... Um, super glue accelerant out that you were asthmatic otherwise <laughs> that, that could have they, they could have, uh, could have different way. could have, could have <laughs> had like, consequences for both of us guy i think yeah yeah so again thank you for that nigel's really nigel really had a, had a big is it, in, in, is it in true it. that he also told you to change out of your pajamas and get suitably addressed before you got back in the car or, or? i was no, that right. by that time I, I thankfully had a shower but i was uh did he take photos of you in your pajamas <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did, and those those photos will also be on the show notes. Terrain tips. So anyway, that's the story of my um, my preparation for the day. The game itself, a uh, thousand points each, six way uh, game of dominate. Each player had um, these uh, a number of strategy cards, uh, depending on how many shards of the mirror they collected. So that was the whole point of collecting shards of the mirror. Yeah, I, fa- I found that um, quite unfair. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly because by the end of the campaign, I had zero shards. Yeah. Because of, of bandits, basically. Yeah, the bandits got rid of them. But I, had to ch- I ended up having to change the whole plan for the last day because I was like, Conrad's got no bloody shards and he can't just not have any strategy cards. So I ended up having to give everyone an extra strategy card just to make Conrad feel included. Uh, <laughs> but then, so it was one strategy card that everyone got and then two, and then one uh, card for every two shards they collected in the tournament. 
And just to... Um, Did just John to have about 10? Yeah, John had 10. Evan had 20. Uh, just to explain, these strategy cards are basically like single-use um, buffs that you can play at any point uh, during your turn or someone else's turn and get a benefit from it. So it might be plus one to a nerve roll, or it might be um, a plus one to your speed for a charge or something like that, but you only get to play it once. And it's something that Mantic brought out uh, a while ago, and it's been mentioned a few places. But for me, like, I just love playing with those cards. I, I now just pretty much, if, I get, if I'm running a game of Kings of War, then I want to be playing with the cards. Like, they just add a, an extra level of, like, I guess, strategy to the game, just having that extra resource that you can spend on things. I guess similar to kind of to the Lord, Lord of the Rings Middle-Earth strategy battle game where where you've got uh, resources to spend on things. Are these the battlefield cards? Is that what they're called? I th- are they? Yes. They, that sounds cool. Because they are still available off on the Mantic website. Oh, there we go. Oh. Seven, $7.99 for a pack. In stock now, it says. Not bad, not bad. So it's got conditions, yep. strategy, and objectives. Yeah, so we played with just the strategy cards, which are these buff uh, single-use cards. Also... Mm? Sorry, sorry, I've just hit the buy button. <laughs> oh, you got Oh, excellent. But you could, so they, it also comes with these extra object, like objectives. So you you have secret objectives for your game, and you uh, you're meant to like turn over the card halfway through the game with your with your extra objective and things like that. What else does it have? Like, it's got conditions as well. That That's what you were talking about, Conrad, where so that's basically like my my terrible wins. Uh, so, like, has that effect on the game where everyone has, where, where you have to do certain things. But, yeah, they're, they're great cards, um, especially the strategy ones, which, like I say, like that, just like extra, thick, like, point of nerve or something when you need it. Yeah, so that that's that was what the format of the game was. Yeah, I, I I thought they worked really well, and there were some great gotcha moments. So I think yeah. I was trying to break. Is it, oh no, what's the term? Route. Yeah. yeah. Either one yeah. of Evan's units, and I think I was off by he was off by one. Yeah. I know I was off by one of my dice roll, and I played one of the cards, and I was like, ha, gotcha. And then he immediately played one of his cards back, which lowered the result, and it was like they were staying. So it was. Nice. It's cool. I mean, it, it, there's a randomness to it, but I think given the nature of the game that we were playing, I think it, it, it worked really well. Um, yeah, so it's cool, definitely. Yeah, I love that stuff. Um, yeah, you so, as, so how the game went, you and Evan pretty much just had your own <coughs> battle on, on the site, didn't you, Nigel? It was pretty much just you decided to pick on Evan and it then should, roundly yeah, you, beat you. You, you, but, should probably, <laughs> you, should, you should probably explain, Guy, that the sort of... Um, the deployment around this was it eight foot table yeah. six foot table six, six by four yeah six by four yeah. was and there was what six players yeah yes. there were six yes. players yeah. <clears throat> in for the final battle so it was yeah. a kind of randomness of order of where people would deploy so i kind i think that kind of predetermined if there was because there were alliances in this in, during the game yeah. i don't um, remember any nick do you remember any alliances <laughs> I remember uh, John and Conrad um, feeding Seb to everyone. Yeah. They sat back. <laughs> Poor man. Oh, oh, so true. So, yeah. so true. Uh, uh, so, so there may have been alliances, but there were opportunities. And you're obviously not going to. Well, I suppose you could ally with somebody who's completely the opposite side of the board to you. But you're more than likely going to ally with somebody close to you, aren't you? 
Nick and Nigel. <laughs> I suppose so, yeah. That's the I think sort of thing I'd do. Yeah, so starting at, yeah, sorry Nick, apologies. Starting at, 12, starting at 12 o'clock on north of the board, it was, it, was, it was Seb and then Conrad and John. So that was kind of like, I don't know. The evil. Yeah. That was the evil. Yeah. So it was that more was, like... Yeah. <laughs> It was, like the it was Seb, so starting at mid, yeah, starting at twelve o'clock, and then round clockwise, it was Seb, Conrad, John, Nick, myself, and then Evan. Um, yeah, and the idea was that everyone was this the same distance away from the centre point, just to kind of attempt to at least balance it in some yeah. way, even though yeah. everyone was kind of crammed in. So you'd have a, a small, what was it like six inch, uh, pretty much like six inch radius yeah. uh, deployment f- from uh, a point on the table. So That's pretty much it. your whole arm was crammed into that that point, and yeah. then unless you spent the whole game, as Conrad did, redeploying behind other other um, behind your allies, <laughs> uh, <laughs> till the, uh, then uh, then it was pretty much you had it was it 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 very rapidly turned. Well, it, it wasn't really redeploying. It was we thought it was a manoeuvres day that day, and uh, we that. That's what we were doing. Well, I mean, that's just, certainly one year. <laughs> it's just fortunate that you um, you you managed you left enough time to actually get in the middle because that was that was a close one, wasn't it? <laughs> actually yeah, getting anywhere near having, the middle. I think having linear obstacles that are, that are nearly as tall as a dwarf <laughs> does does pose a, a bit of a problem for dwarf on it. Yeah, I think you spent two turns on that on that wall, Conrad. But... <laughs> Many, well of done for troops, over it, I guess. many of the troops have talked to me about um, vertigo and uh, <laughs> PTSD <laughs> from, from climbing over the uh, PTSD <laughs> from climbing over the uh, the wall as well. At least your army's still alive, Conrad. Some of us don't didn't have an army by the end of the game. Yeah, very true. Well, it's just deserved, really. What an ally! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as the as the game went on, so it became clear that. Uh, that Nigel and Evan were just do it, having doing their own thing, completely on the other side of the of the board, which and nowhere near the dominate circle. I don't know what what was going on there, but uh, but it was certainly entertaining first until <laughs> they all died. I well, well, there there were rumours that Nick and I had an alliance. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I don't know how it came to be, but the basic plan was that Nick take the circle and thereby win the whole campaign is this guy i attack evan outright in a mutually destructive assault and and win nothing so yeah that certainly happened so so is is that confirming it was working well (laughs) is that is that confirming or denying the 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 alliance thing neither neither it just it could be for someone say who was watching you know, objectively, that that could have been what was happening. Um, one may question what I got out of this arrangement, and I camaraderie. I <laughs> yeah, but with you, Nick. What, what, did, what did you get? What did you get out of it? Is that uh, sweet F F A? Was it? I think so. I think so. <laughs> you yeah. missed the you missed the moment when you went to the toilet. And Nick was measuring, <laughs> looking at rear charges, at, at charges and rear charges into rat, rat. Um, Nothing surprises rat me. Nothing surprises me anymore. I, no, I, it was just banter. Yeah. I mean, Nick, yeah. put him off the scent. <laughs> Nick, you cert- I mean, you certainly made quite a lot of quite a lot of allies. 
that during that game. Possibly five, possibly five allies at, at, at any any one point. I'm a, I'm a friendly chap. Yeah. <laughs> friendly Max. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves yeah. a Brutox. I, I what, think, was that, what was I that know. moment? What was that moment, Nick, when you turned to Nigel and sort of put your hand in the air as if to say, "Yes, they they've taken the battle." <laughs> I think that was when he convinced me not to charge all his units. <laughs> and I, I seem to remember talking to you, John, and saying, "Don't do it! Don't do it!" But, this is coming from the guy that charged John's un- units in the back and said he had yeah. to because they was in the way. <laughs> but, but that was true and I also had what, no intention of keeping the, the alliance with Seb anyway because he was what, what, in the way of me getting into the middle of, of the, the board it just so happened what, that your two allies were the ones that were in the way at that point I guess yeah I mean I never charged John did I yes that's a lie you, you, you did that's, a, that's just an you outright lie my poor, poor innocent gargoyles in the back oh my god yeah Maybe well, I anyway, anyway, like as as the game went on, it became obvious that either I, it felt <laughs> like so. John, you you obviously ended up in the centre to begin with. Everyone killed you, and then it became obvious that Nick or Conrad were going to win. Uh, and one moment that I remember from a game in particular was um, by the time that all of your forces, apart from your general, had been wiped out, um, John. Yeah. You decided so. So it was it was clearly between uh, Nick and Conrad at this point. Mm-hmm. I think you hadn't uh, had Con, uh, Conrad. I think Seb you had. Seb still was in it. Yeah, no, he yeah. Seb still had was units he? there, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's true. This was. But they like were turn, still in the way. <laughs> turn five or six. Um, but your so your general ended up charging into uh, Conrad's regiment of of uh, Brock riders and. You did like three or four wounds on them. You, they already had a few wounds on them, and they got to a point where they could be broken from a good nerve check. And I remember you rolling like a three and a one, oh. and you had this one strategy card left, <laughs> uh, and you needed a six in, from one of your dice. You needed a nine altogether. Oh uh, yes, yes. But um, you had this strategy card, which meant you could re-roll one dice, and you saved it, saved it for the whole game. And of course, it was the Rohan dice. Which had become famous now for only ever rolling sixes. Or so, you well, no, mainly sixes. Mostly yeah, sixes, yeah. Very yeah. rarely a one. So, of course, you, you re roll the, the one and you got the six you needed, obviously, and uh, and, and uh, routed that regiment. Uh, I just with had visions of bandits again and shot. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And, and that, I, that put, I think it was Seb and Nick and you on. And, and and you Conrad on level level pegging, but yeah, I think I think to be honest, like looking at it from a from a um, like an unbiased perspective, to some extent unbiased perspective, it was just your the fact that you were dwarves and you took longer to get in the middle, Conrad, than everyone else. <laughs> so so everyone else had killed each other off by the time you got in the middle. <laughs> it's as simple as that. There's no strategy or tactics involved, really. No, because it's uh, absolutely it's dictated by the the statistics on the uh, the dwarf army lists, which basically say speed five or four, yeah. unless you're riding a a brock, in which yeah, case maybe you're a bit speed, faster. Speed four. So you're and getting s- getting over a wall for for up to turn five, and then getting into the centre on turn six. So forging an alliance, an alliance, a three-way alliance helped me. The fact that we only had a small area to deploy in which meant i had to deploy 
a load of two hordes. I had two hordes, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Of um, dwarves, essentially in square. Everything that I had was in a square formation, yeah. essentially. And then they had to try and break out. And it just took ages for me to do anything. Yeah. But I did have quite a lot of impact to the game on that side of the board. Well, Eventually. I mean, it makes up for the seven months that you spent without any impact whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I have, I, I, I have shards crossed off on my... Cam- Look, listen to my campaign. It's just that I didn't have any at the end of it. Oh, yeah. There's those which, bandits. It, which was very sad. Well, you were the victor in the end. Well done, Conrad. And let's have a round of applause. See, see that was the spoiler. I was I was the victor. And I got my lovely trophy and I got it home. And as I was putting it in the cabinet, that tree that you lovingly stuck on there snapped. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I'm pleased I got a photo of it anyway. Uh, and and that's, 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 that's another that's spoiler pound, alert. Three pound tree that you 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 owe me three pounds, Conrad, please. <laughs> this is another spoiler alert. One one thing I'm intending to do, uh, if if we resurrect the campaign as a, a V2 version or a continuation, is um, drawing a broken line in the middle of the mirror and taking a picture of it. Oh yeah, nice. Because you broke ended up breaking the mirror and the tree. Oh, sorry, uh, don't mention the tree. Oh, <laughs> the tree. Okay, all right. Good, good. All right, so that's the final game. Any any more thoughts on it? How did it, how did it work as a like as a final coming together of everything? Are you pleased that someone won, even if it was Conrad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we have a bit more enthusiasm? Please? Have we, we talked this. about Nick's face when he betrayed John enough? That's what I. It was a sight to behold. <laughs> Have we covered that in enough detail? Because uh, no, I mean, not at all. <laughs> I, I don't like you know. John is the most honourable abyssal player, and he honoured. <laughs> is there such a thing? They, they <laughs> don't go together. That, well, they do in John. They do in John. It's a unique <clears throat> blend, and it was for me the highlight was there were loads of highlights, and Guy said one of them about re-rolling that that dice. And the cheer that went up. I, I don't remember that at all. I, we do. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, the highlight my has to be... I've picked Road into the middle of the board, victorious, <laughs> in my head. It, the, 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 That's the, not how the, I remember it. The highlight has to be Nick's face when 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 he broke his alliance with John. And that was just brilliant. I, he, I've never <laughs> seen someone look so happy. <laughs> take all his Christmases and roll them into one, and you know it would that would be it. He just it was it was brilliant. But I, I obviously I felt bad for John. Um, I, I deserved it really. I yeah, never did. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> want to say. <laughs> At least you ended up with the most sporting player award. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, that, that, that is. Um, that yeah. was a fixed thing as well. He, I think he used one of his strategy cards to get that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the whole thing with the final battle was that we had a group of like-minded players um, in a multi multiplayer battle with alliances being open, and it was just immense fun. It was yeah. really, yeah. really yeah. it didn't drag. No, the game yeah. didn't drag. There was action going on all the time, and 
even if you weren't involved in it, you could see other stuff going on the other side of the table. It was it it was really lovely to see the way the whole game unfolded as well. And I do yeah. feel sorry for Seb because Seb's face was also quite a picture when I went in and charged him with my pigs. <laughs> I, I didn't feel as though I, I just told a small child off. And that he just yeah. didn't he just didn't expect it from I don't know me. how you could do it to him, mate. <laughs> I nearly I had to go had to go away and compose myself because I broke <laughs> yeah. I, I thought Seb was gonna win it at one point. I thought I did. That, yeah. That's yeah. the thing, is it, it definitely like turned a few ways, like Yeah. Anyone of three people, like for at least the second half of the game, could have won. And even going down, down into that last mm. turn and that that roll of, of your Rohan dice, John, like that felt like it had an impact, even though even though we were getting right towards the end of the game. And that's the thing with like that I felt with Kings of War anyway is that even if you're being outplayed, there's there can be like a pivotal moment towards the end of a game where you feel like you could win it, you know. Just based mm. on that, on that, the roll of that dice. Even though, like at the start, it feels totally balanced with most armies that you've got in front of you. So Can we stop talking about that roll of that dice, then, please? Yeah, <laughs> I, I like. I felt I was a contender right up until turn five. At least. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I, wow. I don't know why he's laughing. I, I yeah. genuinely. No. No. I think no. the last no. laugh was had by Guy. As he recounted the ending of the, to the whole campaign. Brilliant. I, I don't know if you've still got that guy, or you can sort yeah, of. I've probably I've got it somewhere. I haven't got it in front of me, but um, the uh, the ending being that that the um, that Thagred Broadmain entered the tomb at the centre of this uh, of these ruins, and um, and and like went underground and found this uh, found this untouched glade. Uh, and he found the mirror in, the, in this glade uh, that had been reforged from all the shards that, um, that, that everyone had been collecting. Magically. Um, yeah, indeed, by the mage, mage queen, obviously, of course. And he saw in it that his brother, um, his brother had just been, they, they, his long lost brother had just been hiding in his army the whole time. We saw the, been... the way you, you unfolded it was that he saw the reflection of his brother in the mirror who was behind him and then he turned round and he was basically one of the troops all along. Yeah. Uh, so the whole thing was a total waste of time on his part. And you ended up kicking the mirror uh, out of frustration and it breaking again. So that was a fitting end. I thought to seven months of our lives was. Uh, <laughs> Try and get that back again. Yeah. Painting. He's uh, he's uh, he's an he's an estranged brother now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. All right. So, so, so were there any other prizes? There was painting. Oh yeah, there? yeah. Painting there was prize, yeah. painting well, prize. Painting. There were two painting prizes, which um, which Nick, Nick won both of. Well done to Nick. Round of applause again, please. Six. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he he only won one uh one actual prize from that, and I kept the other one that I I, I that was meant to be for. The, the person who had the best unit, but uh, it's all right. It's being it's being used to paint other other stuff. What else? There was a wooden spoon award. Well done, Nigel, for that. Yeah. Wh- why, did <laughs> why did you get it? Why did you get it? 
Only yeah, helped you, about you were shit. One, you know, <laughs> like a standard barrel left, or nothing left at the end, and no shards left. Anyway, so, so generally, it's generally it's people get a wooden spoon when they don't do well, Nigel, or <laughs> or they need it for cooking. Yeah, the expert is talking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and there was a sports award and participation awards, which was a Kit Kat for everyone. I, th- I, don't, I thought we established that Conrad lost more games than me. Yeah, yeah but he, who, yeah, who yeah. won the overall campaign, you see? Uh, yeah, it all came down to that last thing, Nige. You just, you, you just, just accept too early. You peaked too early. That's the problem. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think we should talk about the dog now. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> the, what was it? The, your hunting animal. from. So uh, I had a hunting dog on my general. Yeah. You could you could release him at any point. Yeah. Hey cool. John. Yeah, yeah, it's a great great little unit. Yeah. I think that that hunting dog did like did more damage to to your enemies than any of, of your other units like throughout the campaign. Nick, to be honest. Apart from the Brutox. Yeah. Yeah, the Brutox. But the like the broken Brutox. Well, there was the, the hunting, broken the Brutox, there was the broken Ifrit as well, which you He had. killed that twice. He killed yeah. that twice. <laughs> There's a great action pic- picture on uh, on Facebook of, of the hunting dog taking down the Ifrit. But yeah, I couldn't... Like, that hunting dog is, is not... Like, no one picks it on in lists. But it did serious work for you, Nick. I don't know if it's your dice or what it is, but it seemed to do the trick. Uh, I think when, when I've... The dwarves have got hunting dogs as well, but whenever they take them, they... So okay, really, you know. Yeah. Worth it's it, really, worth it. I think it's good. It's just a shooting attack. Yeah. Takes out characters. Take, took out one of Nigel's. Took out John's twice. So I was quite pleased with it. Ten Don't points. Don't remember that. That's not I bad. did. <laughs> so, any other learning points or epic moments from the uh, from the campaign? We covered them all. Uh, Anyone learn yeah. anything? Yeah, the the pivot move is key in Kings of War. Uh, yeah, this is coming from Kings of Workshop. Um, it's pivot, not wheel. Yeah. Uh, and it's really hard to do, but because uh, one 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 person's pivot is another person's wheel. <laughs> or one per- just shuffle it along. Yeah, one way, person's right? one person's so pivot is a is a shuffle bit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Anything else? <there? laughs> no. Um, importance. Importance of sacrificial units. Definitely. Yeah. Agree with that. Okay. Mm. I think. I think you the. Coming maybe from a playing Warhammer Fantasy Battle, you get this idea that actually these you, you, say like your general, you, you can't you can't lose your general, uh, but actually in Kings of War you can. It you know, but it, it's it. It's all about this. It's the scenario, isn't it? Does that make sense, or am I just babbling as per usual? No, I just dropped off the call. (laughs) 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 I just, I just think actually, I and I'm not there fully yet. I think the way, although they look on the surface like similar games, they're actually in many ways very different games because one fantasy battle is about key characters and units and you keeping them alive whilst actually i would say kings of war everything can be sacrificed as long as you're achi- uh, uh, achieving the the or winning on the scenario yeah 
I don't know mm. what you guys. Sorry, is that that's too serious? Yeah, that's it. That's bang on. That's bang on. I'm glad someone learned something. Anyway. I've just killed it now. No. <laughs> yeah. I learned that Botoxes are horrible. Yeah, they are. You're breaking up again. I don't know if this is. <laughs> I do have another epic moment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think Conrad and I had two games. Um, the first game, he, I killed his or took out his general, which resulted in him getting yellow bellied. Oh yeah. For all. And then the second his time, king on large beast that cost him like what was it, 180 points or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a, lovely, the campaign. It's, it's a it's a cyborg miniature. So it's it's such a glorious figure, you know. I I, I can't not have it in the in the army at all. Yeah. But yeah, yeah you were going to yeah, say, yeah. John, the sec- in the second game we had, uh, I I think if I remember rightly, I I charged a unit and we'd pl- we'd played out the combat and wiped it, and then I said I turned around and I said, hold on a minute, he's yellow bellied. Uh, and I rolled, even though we'd moved everything and changed the state of the game, I rolled for his yellow bellied. He rolled a one, and I said, let's put everything back because it changes the game completely. Yeah. And I lost that one as well. But it was closer, I believe. It was really close. It was two, I think it was 2-1 to me, wasn't it? Yes, that's right, yeah. Um, yeah. Was that the seven-hour game? No, the first one. <laughs> was eight and a half, come on. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, this whole concept of time games is is alien to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be doing using chess clocks anytime soon, to be honest. But... Right. Well, if so, so what's next? I suppose really what's from next? a Kings of War point of point of view, we've we've all said uh, that we would love to continue playing Kings of War. Yeah. yeah. I haven't. After <laughs> after this podcast, I'm not talking to you guys again. Nigel, can you hear us? <laughs> there is something going on that I'm not aware of that well I've becoming more aware of so I think there's some shenanigans going on I think we've talked about a siege game and we've talked about yeah, I haven't <laughs> we will talk about a siege game uh, there's also like a, a, a triumph and treachery type um, game which, which another uh, podcast uh, is talking about the guy from uh, giant dwarf podcast so i think we should try that out as well um i'm I, i'm i think i'm just going to keep running kind of monthly uh games days when i get down there just and see who's around and and uh, and just get some people playing it the main like the main the key thing for me is the social aspect so having so like all the 2v2 games uh, any kind of multiplayer games i saw like a, a three per three-way battle that doesn't really involve um, alliances being made and stuff. So there's there's all sorts of interesting things that that, that are out there, and with the, I definitely will keep using the strategy cards for those games. I'm just I, I, I it's really like this campaign has definitely succeeded in um, in getting a core cool bunch of bunch of uh, people together who who want to play Kings of War. So so I'll definitely be carrying on. And thus endeth the lecture. Yeah. <laughs> End of the lesson. If you End of the lesson. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I one would like just like to say thank you to everyone for taking part, and thank you to Guy for um, running the event. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was my yeah. pleasure to run it, and thanks to Greg from Unplugged to for um, for writing the campaign as well. Yeah. Thanks to Greg. 
Good yeah. stuff. All right. Well, um, that's about it. Thanks, everyone. And um, and see you. Talk to you again soon, maybe. Who knows? Bye. Bye bye. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye. Okay. That's it. <laughs>